Golden State Warriors basketball. This is the Mark Jackson Show. I don't go with what the norm is. My goal from day one is to not be an average coach. Pull up three. Good. Now here's Mr. T on the Sports Weekly. It is time for the Mark Jackson Show, presented to you by Stanford Hospital and Clinics, the official team physicians of the Golden State Warriors. To learn more, visit StanfordHospital.org. And brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. For a local dealer, visit Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Joining us, courtesy of the Ring Central guest line, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Mark Jackson. Jack, what's up, man? All is well. Thanks again for having me. Thanks again for showing up. Always appreciate it. Any chance we can get you, Ray? Ray wants to see you in the uh, the Warriors' new uniform tomorrow on the sidelines. No, well, actually, uh, number 13 was already worn. Uh, uh, I did take a look at you with the jersey on. And Horrible. It scared me because I thought we actually was picking you up on a 10-day contract, but I mean, that, <laughs> that did not do the jersey any justice, that's for sure. You couldn't justify picking me up on a 10-minute contract. Because I couldn't run for a straight 10 minutes. I guarantee you that right now. Uh, how, how funny would that be, though? That'd be beautiful. No, it wouldn't be oh, beautiful. I'd, oh, I'd and be it wouldn't way be funny. funny. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think you should You should give him the 10-day contract once you guys have clinched the, the playoff spot. <laughs> that would be comical. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it would be oh, comical. at the very least. There is no doubt about it. I, <laughs> I will say this, though. The, the uniform has motivated me. I'm going to put that uniform on every... Once a month, uh, it's going to tell me whether uh, my workouts at the gym are paying off because that is not a bad body uniform. You can hide bad bodies in some uniforms, not that one. I agree, and that's why you know I, I made sure to, uh, to only try it on when nobody else was in the room with me. <laughs> Did you horrify yourself? No, I, was, I, I realized, just like you, that it's time to – do a little bit of extra work. Yes, it is. Because what I'm doing now is not getting it done at all. I mean, the the seams, when I put that thing on, the seams in that jersey were going, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and then I, just... I, I don't get this because I saw the shirt. I didn't need to go to the effort of putting it on. I knew, no, that's really not for me. We're getting you one, Ray. You're going to put one on. There's zero chance of that, I'm telling you. I will drug you. You will come in here. I will, oh, I will... hit you with a tranquilizer dart. When you wake up, you will have it on. Oh, I'm completely fine with being drugged. I, I have no problem there. Uh, what were some of the things that you saw last night, Jack, that you didn't see maybe over the six-game losing streak? Well, uh, you know, we, we were the hardest-working team on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, great energy. We set the tone early by defending, by taking care of basketball. We played at our pace, and um, it was it was great to see. I thought we played with an edge and a great deal of confidence for the first time in you know quite a while. We looked like ourselves. Is there a balancing act for Steph and Clay in that they're both tremendous three-point shooters, and whenever they can get a three-point look, they're going to go ahead and pull the trigger. But I thought Steph did a really nice job, and it's something I'd like to see Clay do a little more often. Get into the paint, penetrating, uh, making teams conscious of the fact that you're not just going to take jump shots. I thought Steph did a great job of that in the first half last night. It created some offensive rebounding opportunities. It created some passing lanes for him. 
And I'm wondering if that's something you would like to see more of, or what what type of balancing act is that for guys that are tremendous shooters? Yeah, that's the thing we got to realize is it's not like it's you or I that you know we miss a couple and yeah. we're thinking, okay, I got to get to the cup. These are all time great shooters, mm-hmm. and when they get wide open looks, I, I for one as a coach, I'm going to encourage them to shoot the basketball. That being said, I think they've got to be smart enough to realize, you know, to keep the defense off balance, to look to attack. Uh, and they're doing a better job, both of those guys, at putting the basketball on the floor and attacking. I think you know, it's something we work on every day. Uh, that's not who they are, but, it, you know, they're getting much better at it. It makes us a, a better basketball team and puts pressure on the defense because they're running at those guys full steam ahead because they're trying to run them off the line. And there's going to be times when you got to turn it down and put pressure on the defense. Do you have to, uh, with the trade deadline that just expired today, do you have to keep track of the rumors just so that if you have a player who's being mentioned that you've got to go and talk to him and make sure he understands, all right, this is the situation, you know, either this is a rumor we're not planning to move you or there have been talks about you. I mean, do you have to monitor the rumor mill just to be proactive with your roster? No, and the reason why is because, you know, I was a former player. And this is a business, and everybody has to understand, you know, you got to understand that. That being said, I got a lot invested in these guys, and uh, they've done, you know, so much for me, so I owe it to them to be truthful. Uh, but you can't address every rumor, and what you don't want to do is get caught up in lying to guys. Uh, so, so I, 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 for one, just say, hey, let's go out and do what we're called to do. And uh, business turns to the point where you have to go somewhere else. Uh, then, then, and we'll act accordingly. But don't get fooled into thinking that this is not a business. And, and, and ultimately, it was a tough day for us because uh, we we traded two guys that you know helped me become the coach that I am, uh, worked their tails off, and was true professionals. And I, I, I truly love those guys, and, and I'm thankful that I had the opportunity to coach them. So I think at the end of the day, you're truthful to them, you treat them like pros. And then you address it when when the calls are made. Yeah, that was Jenkins and Tyler that were uh, moved today. I'm wondering when you were playing, and you had to be involved in some trade rumors, did you not? Yes, uh, quite a bit. How did you handle that? How did, and if you could, how did you handle it from the first time you had to deal with something like that to maybe the last time you had to deal with something like that, or or how you dealt with it the more years you had under your belt? So I tell you what, the the first time was was the, the, the time that rem- I remember the most. The reason why is because up until that point, I thought that this was, you know, uh, it wasn't business. I thought, you know, I, I was a kid playing in my hometown. I had had success. Things were going great. And all of a sudden, I get a phone call telling me that I was traded. I was shocked. Uh, I was, for the first time in my life, leaving my hometown, leaving my family uh, to a foreign place. So it was it was something that I still remember like it was yesterday, but after that I realized it was a business. After that I realized that it can happen at any point. So even though I was, I was still, you know, uh, you know, upset that I was in rumors and things like that, but I was never shocked again because I realized that it could happen to anybody. Well, how many times have you read the stories of guys who say they talk to the GM and they say you're good here, go ahead and buy a house, don't worry about it, then three days later they're traded or we love you and you're traded. And I've always told you know, kids that are playing, just just play. Play for your teammates at that time. Play as hard as you can. 
and almost treat it like you you play for the NBA. It's one big organization, and you you could be transferred to here or there. But while you're in that location, you're going to give everything you have to that team, to that coaching staff, to that fan base. But realize that there is a possibility because this is a business that you could be moved and don't. It's a, and it's hard to tell them don't take it personally because it is personal. It's their lives, and they're the ones that have friendships and and have uh, connections on certain teams, but. You know, it's tough, and if you're going to stick around, you just have to realize that I'm going to take care of what I can take care of and let everything else kind of take care of itself. No, you can't get caught up into um, thinking that it's, it's, it's not a business. And, and the thing I will say is, you know, you look at a Charles Jenkins and a Jeremy Tyler, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, those guys will go, you know, whether it be to Philadelphia or, or Atlanta, or so we'll have guys at other organizations, and they'll look and say, man, how much I appreciate it. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, how much I appreciated my teammates, this organization, and they have an appreciation for how we handle things here, and, and that's refreshing. But that being said, you can't get caught up in telling guys you won't be traded, yeah. you know, buy a house or uh, make yourself at home because, truth be told, if at 11 o'clock this afternoon the Miami Heat called us and said they, they want to trade LeBron James to us, then everybody would have been for sale. No, you're absolutely right. All 12? You're right. That's that's the way it goes. You're absolutely right about that. We're talking to Mark Jackson, head coach of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Two minutes left to go in the first half. When David Lee and Andrew Bogut uh, had that little exchange where they passed it back and forth between each other, and David Lee ended up up laying it up for a bucket, I just thought that was – I love good passing, and I know as a man who's accumulated over 10,000 assists in your career, you have an affinity for good passes as well. But when big guys can do it, you don't see it very often. Uh, Devots and Weber used to do it as well as anybody, but that was just that was pretty cool last night. And they had a couple exchanges like that where they passed it back and forth, and I, I thought to myself, that's what I think Warrior fans hope they would see at some point, watching two big guys who are very, very clever with the ball and very good and willing passers. It was it was exciting, and and to, to tell the truth, uh, there's going to be more of that. Uh, not only those two guys getting a feel for each other, but also well, the other guys on the floor, whether it be Steph or or Clay or Harrison or Jack or, or anybody else, realizing that you have, you know, two big guys that can pass the basketball that have a great understanding and a great feel for the game. And if you get open, if you cut, if you put to some position to score. They are willing passes, and it's it's a fun game to watch, and a, and certainly a, a a fun a fun brand of basketball. You know, when I watched the the Houston game last week, Jack, a lot of people were trying to figure out why the defense wasn't performing as well as it had been, and maybe I underestimated trying to get Bogut back in the lineup and trying to get uh, accustomed to him being on the court defensively, not so much offensively. But when I watched the Houston game. I mean, I just saw terrible rotations. I saw terrible closeouts. I saw guys that had no idea where the ball was, and if they knew where the ball was, they didn't know where their man was. And guys were getting back cuts and making easy cuts. And I don't know that it has anything to do with a big guy being on the court. It just has to do with paying attention to, to small details that maybe they had let slip. And I'm wondering if in that game in particular you saw some of the things that I saw, that just things that you were doing for inexplicable reasons you were doing during that game. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't think enough credit is is given to the Houston Rockets offensively. That's a team that can score the basketball. You look last night against a very good Oklahoma City 
basketball team that can play defense. They put up 119 on them. Mm -hmm. uh, what Houston does, especially in their own building, they spread the floor. They put you in a, a bunch of pick and rolls. They they push the basketball in transition. Uh, they drive and kick, and they have shooters. So when they're clicking and when you're not clicking defensively, it can be a long night, and I think it was a combination of both. We were not at our best defensively. We had breakdowns. We could we could not contain the basketball and give them credit. Uh, they made shots. They made plays, and, and it was an, an embarrassing uh, performance by us, but they thoroughly outplayed us. So moving to last night, it seemed like last night you did a much better job closing out under control. The rotations were good. And I, I guess first and foremost, you guys kept guys in front of you. I mean, you didn't need as much help. You didn't need as much rotation, right? Well, you know, I, and I, I know you know the answer, but uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, James Harden wasn't in a Phoenix Suns jersey. Yes, so this is true. You can be much, you can be much sharper and crisp defensively uh, when you don't have a, a premier guy. I don't care who you are; it's going to be problems keeping him in front of you, and you got to do it as a unit. But tonight, I mean, last night we were much better defensively. We were locked in. I thought early on we set the tone. And, uh, and we realized we needed that basketball game. And, and that being said, when you play against elite players, you got to give elite effort. And when you don't, there's a price to pay. Is, um, is the San Antonio game tomorrow sort of a litmus test of what you saw from your team last night? I mean, greater attention to defense. I mean, do you need the San Antonio game to provide for you you know, enough information that says, okay, we figured out how to defend now. And even if, even if it's a low-scoring game and you lose, does the score matter so that you know that they've returned to their defensive ways as a team? No, because the San Antonio Spurs are a very good basketball team. They're a very good defensive basketball team we could very well be clicking on all cylinders and put up 100 and change on them. That will not make them a bad defensive team. You know, the bottom line is over the course of the season, we've proven to be a, a, a very good basketball team. We've proven to be a very good defensive basketball team. Uh, the Spurs are a heck of a team that creates all sorts of problems. They have veterans on the floor. Tony Parker is an elite point guard that, you know, gets where he wants uh, on the floor, not just, you know, against some teams, but against everybody. So you got to protect the paint. And if he's making jump shots, then now you got your hands full. So we're going to be challenged defensively because of the, their ability to shoot, their ability, ability to pass the basketball, and their ability to break you down defensively. The important thing is we've got to be clicking on all cylinders, containing the basketball, and closing out possessions by rebounding. But, you know, they got, you know, one of the best coaches of all time in, in any sports. And that team plays to their strengths. So we're going to be challenged, but we're excited about it. Be careful of the Red Mamba. <laughs> How great was that T-shirt? <laughs> the Red Mamba. I thought, it, I thought it was about four sizes too big, though. <laughs> hey, believe me, I've learned today it's better than four sizes too small. <laughs> I can't guarantee you that. Hey, before I, let you, before I let you run, Jack, just with a guy like Tony Parker, do you just do whatever you can to keep him out of the paint and say – you can't take away everything with guys like that. It's impossible. So we know he's got the great teardrop. We know he's going to get to the paint. Even when you go under screens, 
he will find a way to get to the paint. Great players get to where they want to get to, as you just mentioned. But is that kind of the game plan with him? Try to make him become a jump shooter. And if he makes jump shots, you know what? You can't take away everything, and that's just something you're going to have to live with. No, you're right. With the great players, you got to say, hey, if you're going to beat us, beat us on our terms, not on your terms. We know that Tony Parker can beat you by breaking you down, by getting into the paint, by scoring. Uh, what we want to do is force him to beat us by shooting jump shots, keeping him, keep him out of the paint, and force us to make the adjustments. But the, the more we force him on the perimeter shooting jump shots, the better off we'll be. All right, since I did it today, you can, uh, why don't you jump in that jersey and throw it out on Twitter so we can get to, uh, get a taste of Mark Jackson and the new unis. I would do that, but the number 13 jersey somewhere is missing. I was looking for it for quite a while now. Now I know where it is. We all have 13 jerseys. It's 2013. <laughs> uh, but before I leave, I just want to once again say thank you to Charles Jenkins and Jeremy Tyler because – those guys uh, are tremendous guys, and I'm I'm absolutely pulling for them, and it was an honor for me to coach them. Did you tell them when you let them go? Did you tell them if you guys tank it, maybe you can come back at the end of the year? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once a clipper, always a clipper. <laughs> Jack, always a pleasure, my friend. Good luck uh, tomorrow night against the Spurs, and you get the long road trip after that. We'll look forward to catching up with you at some point next week. Thanks again, man. Good talk. All right, to you guys. take it easy. Take it easy, Jack.